he grabbed the hammer and came to me and held it at my neck and said, I'll kill you. Walk out the door again. So you were kind of a, a prisoner in your own in your own home and you had your 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 baby then as well that i, I understand your baby's like about four years old now five years old but yeah. um imagine you couldn't even get running the out of milk can't go to the store and get milk because if you walk outside you're in trouble this is gotham investigations and i'm your host jeff giordano the scorned woman of miami elvis's song burning love could it have been misinterpreted with, I'm going to burn you, love? You're going to meet a woman today, and she's going to tell you her story. Stay tuned. This is Gotham Investigations, and I'm your host, Jeff Giordano. The scorned woman of Miami. In a relationship where your husband is trying to discipline you, his dinner is not on the table, so he takes a curling iron and burns you. Punishment and pain, beatings beyond control, when will it ever stop? Well, we have a special guest on our show today, Shanika. We are not saying her last name out of her courtesy and also um, out of respect for her and her family, but she wants to get her story out there. She wants to get her story out of this pain and suffering, and she wants to tell women out there how they don't have to stand for this and how it may be time for you to get out of your relationship. Shanika, welcome to our show. Thank you, Jeff. Now, we first met a few years ago prior to COVID. Um, where did you get our information from that you contacted us? A friend of mine knew a police officer that got in contact, that gave me the number to get in contact mm. with you. And thank God, because you helped me. Okay, I remember uh, you didn't have the, the money to retain us. <laughs> you know, and I said, no, we, <laughs> yeah, 3,500 bucks at, at the time. That was our starting retainer. And I kept turning you off, and you kept calling me back. Calling you back, me calling and, back, uh, begging, begging, begging. <laughs> I was begging for my life as I was begging, pleading you to help at the same time. So finally I said, I'll, I'll hear your story. And it was so passionate, and you were in such fear for you and, and, and your daughter that, uh, that I said, Shanika, you know, I, I'm going to help you on this. It, it wasn't an investigation we did, but we kind of guided you and your family uh, with the police department. We kind of uh, handpicked one of the detectives from the city of Miami, brought him over there to hear your story, um, got a restraining order set you up properly they were able to get you some uh, uh, services from the county uh, eventually to get you back on your feet uh, food stamps uh, different things like that they were able to put you in a safe a safe house at the time and uh, now you're back on your feet you're an assistant manager of a store I mean you got a fantastic story to tell so let's let's start from the beginning where you met this monster um, mm -mm -mm -mm. You that that's very hmm. So I don't even remember where I met him, <laughs> and that's funny because I don't care. But 
it was the point of I'm thinking everything was okay. Normal relationship up until the first babe. When I had my daughter, I think that's when the trauma started. I could not walk to the mailbox. Lord, to the mailbox. If I walked to the mailbox, I was cheating on him. Oh, it's somebody next door you're trying to see. I had hammers to my neck. Um, black when you say eye. hammers to your neck, and you might want to speak up a little bit. A full uh, hammer. He grabbed the hammer and came to me and held it at my neck and said, I'll kill you. Walk out the door again. So you were kind of a, a prisoner in your own in your own home, and you had your 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 baby then as well. That I, I understand your baby's like about four years old now, five years old. But yeah. um, you couldn't even get the mail. Imagine running out of milk. Can't go to the store and get milk because if you walk outside, you're in trouble. And what gave Pampers, him the impression? Anything that he was that you were cheating on him. Is this just something that just came to the mind. head after the child was born? His mindset, I guess, I'm not even sure. It was just a click of, like, he can be smiling. Then the next thing you know, I'll get up and move. Oh, where you going? Come back here. And just all of a sudden. And the I day my daughter was holding my face with the napkin. Saying, Mommy, don't cry. It's going to be okay. Was the day I knew it was time for me to go. Did he hit your daughter at all? Never put his hands on her. But if he came home and her diaper was spoiled because she peed one time or I didn't change her fast enough, I was slapped down. Okay. Explain us the time that uh, his dinner was not on the table when he came home, and he took a curling iron, heated it up without you knowing it, and, and basically burned you. I wear this scar to this day for the rest of my life. Can we get some tissue here, Rosie? He said he'll be home at 5. I was almost done. It's going to be all right. I could see you crying. I could see you suffering. I could see the pain coming back. But it's important that we get your story out there because we, you may save a life telling one of these young girls out there your story. Thank you. Excuse me. He said he'll be home at 5. I was almost done cooking. I think I was trying to mix up the macaroni and cheese, but the baby was crying. And he walked through the door, and he went to the restroom, thinking normal, okay. He came back with the curling irons and stuck it in my chest. Now you're scarred for life. You remember me. And you couldn't even go to the, the hospital because you would think you were cheating on him. What did you do? Did you put ice? Um, what did you do? I just 
put butter like my grandmother taught me years ago. Let it calm down. When it started healing, I had to bust it myself. Near sparring and band-aids. All that got delivered to the house. And your daughter witnessed all this? Every moment of it. She still have nightmares to this day. Was your mother and father both alive during this time? No. Both of them are dead? Yes. Did you have any sisters to turn to? Nope. No one. No one to help. The one friend that did try to help, I thought she was the one sleeping with them, so I never asked her. So when you say sleeping with him, so let me let me hear what you're saying here. So he's accusing you of, of cheating, cheating because he was the one doing it the whole time. And he was the one doing it the whole time. So he was overly aggressive towards you to put up the smoke screen and he was the one cheating on you. How did you find this out? I walked outside for the newspaper and she was getting out the car but they was hugging like oh i just walked up like 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 if she just got there you know but the hug was too 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 friendly too friendly and that's when i started asking people about how can i get help did you confront him with this confront was a black eye or a bust lip. So you gave him a black eye? or No. no? That's what I always got. If so. I said anything about anything. Black eye, bust lip, cigarettes, curling irons, hammers, locked in the house, keys to get in and out. So I remember at the time he had uh, deadbolt locks on and you did mention that uh, he would go and lock the doors where you couldn't get out. Of course, if you needed to, I suppose you could have went out through a window, but with a baby, that's not that's that very easy. Difficult, it's very huh? difficult if there was a, a fire or an emergency. So your daughter looks at you and says, Mommy, it's going to be okay, brings you a, a tissue and... Wipe the blood s- off my mouth. And you said that that's that's it. I can't let her think this is okay. What kind of past uh, did he have? Was he married before? Did he have any other woman that you may have known? Now I'm finding out that I'm, I would think I was the third or the fourth girlfriend, other than the one wife that left before after she got her, I think ribs broken or something like that almost dead this was a history it's something he did to every girl he met and you were obviously not aware of this history when you got into this relationship and as you said things were very normal from the beginning until you had uh, your your child yep once I had the baby it was a wrap I was his for life and you you kind of felt obligated to stay in the relationship because because of my baby 
How can I can't raise her? I don't have a job. I don't have any funds. How am I gonna live? How am I gonna take care of a child with nothing coming in? So Why this, would I allow her to be raised without her parents? So this obviously had um, some some mental impact on you as well as physical impact. I didn't have her father myself to teach me what I was supposed to not be, you know, get into as far as domestic violence relationships. And I didn't want her to not have her father there. But then now I read the options like, a father is a father, but not a father that's abusing the mother. Like, what is she still getting taught? The same values. I didn't, I'm still doing the same thing that I didn't want to happen. And did you experience any domestic violence in childhood with your parents? No. So this was all new for you. And, I, and that's why I was confused. Why? I even got told if I can't have you, no one would. And I'm like, what? If I ever tried to, I told him one time that it was over. If I can't have you, no one would. He'll kill me right now. And what was the, the worst impact that he put on you physically? The scar on my chest. Because even now, I still think and see it. He branded me for life, like he said. So how hard was it when uh, we finally got a restraining order on, you know, on your behalf? Uh, we actually helped, helped you with sponsoring that, the restraining order. When he was served, I remember you got those threatening phone calls from him that basically he, he told killed. you you're dead. Yeah. I would get a phone call saying... As soon as I say hello, oh, you're dead. I'm going to find you. You can never hide from me. I'm in your dreams. And this is something I remember you had mentioned it to, to me at the time. But you actually believed that. And I was like, you have to tell this to the detective that uh, originally did the cause stalking report because it goes from stalking to aggravated stalking, which is a felony, and you didn't do that because you were in fear. So you had the police involved, you had him taken out of the household, you were taken to a safe space yourself. Can you explain that? The safe space? Yes. The safe space is for a woman to feel like she's beautiful again. For all you women out there that think you're ugly, that's not it's not true when i went to safe space i felt the ugliest person in the world there's counselors there that teach you how to gain your confidence again there's counselors there that shows you how you could make yourself look every day they, they, they bring you when they bring your lunch after they give you that moment to relax they bring you your lunch you're always find a little secret little compartment where it's a little note that gives you something to lean on that day you know one lady told me don't don't how should she say it she was like when life gives you lemons you just make lemonade at the time i was like what does that mean not to mention i don't want to hear this right now i'm trying to get my life back you know 
when I sat back and thought about it, the life giving me lemons was all the bad things that I've been through. And I made lemonade because look at me now. And eventually, also, you got a little, you know, you were always religious, but you got a little bit more, more. religion inside of you. You, your daughter, and read the Bible just constantly. held you stronger. Yes. So how, how has religion played an impact in your life with all this? It get, Okay, well, I can say this. You always leaned on yourself all your life. If you let God lean with you, it's easier. It's easier. My daughter is in dance in church now, and she loves it. I see a smile on her face now, and that makes me happy. So when you have the uh, Lord on your side, it's kind of like you have a, a, a partner there standing by you. Your, your confidence builds, yes. and you can move on knowing you that you have somebody there by your side. Knowing side-in. that you got somebody on your side, somebody that's not going to let you down. So do you ever wonder, like, where was uh, the Lord when this was happening? God won't let you go through nothing you can't bear. He knew when it was just too much pain to help me find someone like you to make me smile again. Now you're going to make me cry. (laughs) One of our scarves here. Here we go. Here we go again, Shanika, making me cry again. As if when all this was happening, it wasn't enough. But uh, I, I understand your pain. I understood it then. I understand it now. But taking a stand and would you, there be any identifiers when your daughter gets older and starts dating that you would look for in a man that she wouldn't go through something like this? The first thing is him wanting to control your every move. Like always calling you saying, hey, babe, where are you now? That that's a very big ticker and that's how it starts that's how it starts that's how it starts wanting to know where you are at all times and what are you doing and who's around you if you're at your sister's house he doesn't need to know who's all in your house that must have been a, a, a journey but a journey that now you could look back and identify uh, bits and pieces of it and tell your daughter, tell other people out there what to look for. Because if you're a parent and you see your daughter or son dating somebody, because there's a lot of men that, that yes. are abused as well, um, identifiers that uh, it's time to stop, time to get out now before, before the pain and punishment comes. Because it's coming. It's kind of like a, True. A, a bus going down a hill, you know, with uh, the broken brakes. It's yep. once and it starts, it's gone. Is real. It is real. It comes mentally, physically, emotionally. It's all the same thing. If he talks to you aggressive, that's 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 violence. That's all of it together. It's not one thing. Just because he doesn't hit you, that doesn't mean anything. He's mentally abusing you. It's the same thing. Now, I I remember at the time, you found out also that he was selling drugs. Yes. And that kind of like, you were really horrified on that too. You didn't have nothing to prove it with the police because he wasn't bringing it there. Bringing it to the house, correct. He would go and he would meet with his guys. But sometimes these guys, can you tell us one of your scariest moments when he would bring some of these dealers to the house and they were planning their next 
deal. The one, I don't know. I just remember coming out of the room when he was talking, and it was three big guys, and he was already dressed in black, and he and all I heard was the guns, like they was loading them. That was the worst thing because I'm like, your daughter's in the house. You know, you have guys in here who don't know what their mental status is. They got guns. They could do anything to either one of us. So probably, I mean, the best thing that happened were to you for your safety and I guess your, your daughter's safety as well, even though it's not the best thing for, for your daughter, was when they finally arrested him after you were separated and everything and he's correct now he's he's actually in jail for murder for murder he shot one of the boys that was with him at the house that night and he's in for murder so that's a a hell of a way to to feel safe finally finally but it is uh comforting to know where he is to know where he is and that he he can't get you he can't get me does your daughter ask about him? No. So she don't write him any letters? He doesn't write her no. any letters? She doesn't ask. She doesn't ask. If you say anything about that, she remembers my face. So she doesn't like to talk about him. And how, how is she doing in school? School at times was hard. I needed to get a counselor. And that was Safe Space did. Safe Space got the counselor for both of us. It's, it was a long journey, a long journey, a lot of long nights. But now I can say she's close to a C, and she's doing very, very good. So I, I re- remember that, uh, you know, obviously you couldn't pay your rent at the time. You yes. had to get out. You know, you, after the, you could only stay in a safe space for so long. So long. You did have, you know, finally get a little help. Can you explain us what assistance you were able to get with the county and uh, what Safe Space was able to provide you, the police department, the state attorney's office? Safe Space provide me with enough resources to go to agencies to work as temps. And working at a temp for a year, if you do well, they hire you full time. I worked at a temp for um, this place. It's a fashion store um, for a year in which I was able to move up inside the company. And I think that was another year. They helped me with um, an agency that gave me a voucher for furniture. They also helped me with the funds to get inside a place. Um, they made, they gave me a voucher for all kinds of, um, dressers and clothes and everything for me and my daughter to get back on my feet. Once we was already in the place for a good six months, that's when they was able to not close the case, but give us a little bit more freedom. And, you know, because I, I was working and she was back in school now. So it was a little bit more, but we still had counseling. And to this day, we still do counseling. We never stop doing counseling. So it's, it's fascinating because a lot of our clients, the majority of our clients are high-end clients. They come from wealthy homes. They have a lot of money. And they can afford resources. You know, they can afford getting another place. Mommy or daddy helps them out, uh, pays their rent. They can afford you know, getting close, and still it's hard for them to, to break out of these relationships. But in your case, 
you just had you were brought to to, to the ground level you had nothing yep. from the bottom and and thank god for uh resources from the county uh the police department i know even the state attorney's office they helped me too correct and and, and it's not just like oh here you go here's your voucher get the hell out of here it's kind of like how you doing shanika uh same like me i would contact you how you doing shanika (laughs) and obviously you're here today you had your you 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 have a great man now uh I know you've been in a relationship now for like the last three years. Yes. Uh, tell us about your new man. And uh, I know him well because he's worked for us plenty of times on the security side. And he's also a big guy, so we use him as a bouncer sometimes. So True, um, true, true. Well, um, he was, I felt like he was my guardian angel at one time. I thought it I was your guardian angel. It seems like when, no, <laughs> listen, it seems like Whenever I just needed someone to talk to, my phone rang. Like God just knew when to have him call my phone just to have a conversation. How you doing? Make me laugh. That's the main thing about him. He makes me laugh. And I never had that. That's the most part that's very happy. So he makes you laugh instead of cry. Yes. The tears that I pull now at home are happy tears, not because I have a bus slip, which is very nice. And this is something that everyone out there should hear, listen to, know that there's hope to move on in life. You don't have to stay in a relationship if you don't want to. And don't do it for the kids. Do it for yourself. Do it for you. Do it because you're tired. Because believe me, there's someone over that hill that is waiting for you with happy open arms that will love you unconditionally to make you happy. You don't have to stay. There you have it. A fascinating woman with a horrible journey, but a journey that ended up victorious at the end so a fascinating story as well Shanika thank you for being on our show and thank you you know I love you I love you too (laughs) are you a fan of our show do you like our show then comment hit the like button and subscribe or you might be the next one we investigate